All right. Hello and welcome to the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Today we're going to be talking about creativity and looking for that eureka moment. And man, I, I think the off season is is the time for that. I, I know for myself, I'm I'm looking for how do we how do we do things better? How do we move forward? How do we find the solution to the problems that we face, whether that's in a a football setting, a a basketball setting, a baseball setting, or a soccer setting. I just had Coach Donato, our boy soccer coach, on the on the podcast, and yeah, we're we're all looking for solutions to to complex complex challenges, and I think there is a a way to go about that. And I was looking on a on a website today uh, called Psychology Today, and I've referenced them in another another podcast. And I really enjoy their articles. I think it's really good. And I'll put a link to uh, this article in the the show notes. And I was thinking yesterday, and really <laughs> yesterday and all off season, but more yesterday of how to man, how do we do some things better in our football program? And it's great to have awesome assistant coaches. I know that because they speak wisdom to me and they give me insight. And when I ask questions, they, they give really thoughtful answers. And that is, man, that that's such a blessing. And I, I'm so grateful for the guys and our staff and the work they put in, in their opinions and yeah, I, I'm not everywhere has uh, people like our people, and I'm so grateful for them and for their contributions to our program and their thoughtfulness. And yeah, just very, very, very thankful uh, for that. So I don't think I would I would call myself a creative person. I'm more of a person that if I see a way to do something or somebody teaches me how to do something then I can do it and I will work at perfecting whatever that is, whether that's an offensive scheme, defensive scheme, whether that's a weight program or a, a classroom lesson. I'm good at those things. And my brain can be very analytical looking at how things are done and how they could be maybe tweaked to be done better, but starting from the the bottom level, that's tough for me. That's something that I've struggled with uh, my whole life. I, as a student, I was a good student because you could, if you give me information, then I can think about it, then spit it back at you, and maybe give my two cents. But original ideas are not something that necessarily been good at uh during during my lifetime now i don't i don't think that there are many original ideas left right i think that we all stand on the shoulders of people that came before us but at the same time i'm not an artistic person i'm not super creative and my creativity if i have any is definitely in the realm of football and program philosophy, offense, defense, uh, 
my undergrad in college was in exercise science. So there's some creativity there, even though I've stolen most of that uh, as well, because I think we, we just steal from the people that come before us or people that we, that we admire people that we want to learn from. And then we, we use what we like and then we, uh, we spit out the bones, so to speak. And I think that works. I think that's good. I think that there's been entire football programs built upon that, that people build on what has come before them and then add their own spin to it. And I think that's usually how that works, right? So we grow up with a certain sort of football program, uh, grow up as a player and as a coach, and then we adapt it to how we see it. And then we, we perform, we perform an experiment. We, we go and see, Hey, how does this work? Is this working? Then we evaluate it and then we make changes when necessary. And I think one of the biggest obstacles in my mind, and I was talking to one of our coaches about this yesterday is do you do what you have done and what you're familiar with, or do you do what you think potentially could be a better option? Man, that's tough because the thing that you're thinking maybe is the better option has not been tried yet. So I see a lot of coaches struggling with that, not just myself, but people I talk to, they'll say things like, man, we did it like this. We had success with it. How much do we tweak it? How much do we change it? Do we change it at all? Do we change all of it? And yeah, that is the essence of coaching, right? That is, that's why they pay us the big bucks. So to, so to speak. And that led me to think about what we're talking about today is creativity and how can I become more creative? And then how can I have a Eureka moment? And I'll go through some points in this, uh, this article and have some comments about it. And then I'll, like I said earlier, I will post the, the link, uh, to this, to this article. So this article is rather long. I'm just going to look at a, a specific, uh, couple points in it. And this part says, how can I become more creative? And it goes on to say various lines of research have converged around common insights that provide steps to be more creative. Uh, number one, aim for output. Creative geniuses often produce their best works at their times of greatest output. Some pieces may miss the mark, but the quantity of output makes it likely that the other places will yield other pieces, excuse me, will yield great creativity, man. Yeah. So, you know, as a coach, produce a lot of things, go through a lot of ideas, especially in the off season, go through a bunch of different ideas, go through and put down everything that you think on paper, on a word document, a huddle playbook, put that all in there, put it all down. And then you can begin the sorting process as we go through it, but I think the, like it says, man, that's awesome. Just to put it all down, put it all out there and, and let it marinate for a little bit and then see what you like and what you don't. Point number two, be willing to go deep in the realm of artistic creativity. Pioneers often spend time in solitude, feel emotions and sensations deeply. 
and aren't afraid to self reflect. Yeah. I think solitude is, is a, is so necessary and we don't like to do that in our society. We don't like to be alone and really process through what we're thinking and what we're feeling about that. And yeah, I think as coaches and we're busy people, right? So we coach, we teach, we have families. May we find some time to, to sit in solitude just a little bit, right? I, I'm not saying that you become a monk or I become a monk, but yeah, just find some time to, to think whether that's early, whether that's early in the morning, whether that's at night, you know, whatever that, that flavor is, uh, for you. Point number three, be open and playful. The personality trait most tied to creativity is openness to experience, whether that be intellectual, aesthetic, or emotional. Yeah. So be open to some new ideas. Hey, how does this work? Maybe I haven't done this before, but maybe I should be open to it. And maybe that's a new idea, or maybe that's an old idea that hasn't been used in a minute. And I often find that new ideas are just old ideas that have are that are being reused. And that's a good thing too. All right. Number four, capture your ideas. Remember to record thoughts as they arise so they aren't forgotten. That could be writing it down on a sheet of paper. That is my practice. That could be writing it down in your phone, in your notes app. That could be typing it down. That could be voice recording it, whatever that is, but make sure to capture those thoughts as they, they come to you. Number five, adopt or hire outside perspectives. It can be difficult to innovate if you become trapped in the rules and language of your domain of expertise. Yeah. Have people that are, that are willing to speak into your life and give you ideas about what do they think and how do they think it should be done and be willing to listen. And I think listening is a, is a great skill that I know I am constantly working on. And it's funny though, in the 21st century, listening can also be reading because it's, it's a text message, right? (laughs) Cause, cause I think, most of us text far more than we talk on the phone. So that could be a form of listening as well, is reading what people are are sending you. Then number six, feel free to procrastinate. If you are motivated to solve a problem, procrastinating, exercising, or sleeping on it can lead to divergent thinking and more possibilities. Yeah, because sometimes you just have to put it down. Sometimes it just needs to take a rest and get your mind off it and go do something else for a little bit. And then maybe that time away from that, that issue will help give us some clarity as we're trying, trying to solve it. And then there's a, uh, another a piece of this article. It it's titled what leads to a Eureka moment. And man, those are fun, but we don't know when they're coming. <laughs> so, so you just have to be ready for it. So it says, most of the time, ideas develop from the steady percolation and evaluate. Most of the time, ideas develop from the steady percolation and evaluation of thoughts and feelings. But every so often, a blockbuster notion breaks through in a flash of insight that's as unexpected as it is blazingly clear. So-called aha moments can generate the brilliant idea for a tech startup, the theme of a musical composition, or the answer to an engineering 
quandary. And I'll read the second paragraph before I comment. Improving the odds of having an Eureka moment involves toggling between two modes of thinking, conscious, uh, methodological, concerted problem solving, and the restful, spontaneous, unplanned connections of the default mode network, the brain's resting state. In this way, the default mode network can inspire new solutions when all the puzzle pieces are in place. So we do the work, we do the research, we take the six, we go through the six steps that I have mentioned earlier in the podcast. Then maybe we just let it rest. And sometimes those puzzle pieces fall together and we, we see it. And yeah, that's what we need to do. And really that's how, that's how this podcast came to be. I didn't know if I wanted to start writing a book or continue with a blog that I used to have and continue to type and, and write on that. And then I, I love listening to podcasts and I thought, oh, it's too hard. I don't know if I can do that. How does that work? But then it really was an epiphany of, oh my goodness, I could do a podcast and this is how that works. And Maybe it helps people. And I think at the core of this podcast, that is what it is. It's the desire to help people and to connect with people. And that's been fun. It really is. I got a, another guest coming on the, on the podcast. And if I didn't have this podcast, I never would have talked to this person that's going to be on the podcast uh, in a couple of days. And it's the same scenario for almost all the guests on my podcast, I would have never been able to talk or connect with these people if I didn't, if I didn't do this. And yeah, that was a process for me. I, I really thought maybe it's, I continue to write the blog, maybe I do a book, but yeah, this is it. And I just let it rest. And this is, this is what, what came of it. So thank you all for listening. Have a great day. And uh, I appreciate you.